1: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. From the offseason, through the wins and the losses, it's time to take one one, one, one giant 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 step. 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 With that, as we look at Saquon Barkley, Paul, there's slightly a different tune. I, I think if you ask the Giants to a man, do they want Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley on the team next year? Yeah, I mean, they were successful this year. They want to continue to build. But I also think that it's it's been noted by Shane and not maybe directly about Barkley that, look, like it or not, whether you think Saquon Barkley is a better football player, a more valuable football player than Daniel Jones is irrelevant, it's the the positional value of, of a running back compared, compared to a quarterback. And just look at the league. And you go through those top 10 running backs. Pay. Christian McCaffrey got dealt by Carolina to a team in San Francisco as a perfect fit. He seems to be worth his money. But that's for now. I mean, he's also been a guy who's often injured. He could easily get injured the next couple of years. These other guys, Alvin Kamara and the Saints, hasn't exactly paid dividends. Uh, Zeke Elliott with the Cowboys. Tony Pollard became their best running back. I mean, it it sucks to envision this because Saquon was so good. The truth is, Paul, these long-term deals with running backs – more often than not, don't result in Super Bowl championships. Geez, Isaiah Pacheco was just the top running back here on the Chiefs. So it doesn't mean the Giants shouldn't bring Barkley back, but it means I think that Joe Sheen is going to be way more cautious about what the dollar amount is he attaches here to, to Saquon Barkley as opposed to what they're worried about here with Daniel Jones.
0: Yeah, I, I think there's a there, there are a couple of different angles here and dynamics that are in play. Uh, first of all, if you have to use the tag on Jones, you can't use it on Barkley. Right, because you only get one tag per year, so or per per uh, per tag, so to speak. So this is a problem because uh, the Giants started asking Barkley about a new deal during the bye week. I personally believe, and I can't say I'm not going to speak for Joe Shane, but I believe the reason they started talking with him during the bye is because. They thought the Jones deal was going to be an easier deal to do. Maybe. And everything, everything was going to be based off of Jones getting a deal done. So then they could move on to the rest of it, including Barkley, and have the tag to strategically use on him if necessary. I think that's why the Jones talks didn't begin till the end of the season, because they didn't think it was going to take a couple of months to navigate. Well, Obviously, we've now got a little bit of a different picture here. So Barkley, you know, he belongs to the Rock Nation group, okay? Now, here's what you got to remember about Barkley. At the end of the season, he was very public when he told all the writers at his locker that he did not want to set the market for running backs, that he wanted to be reasonable with his price, that he wants to be a giant for life, he wants to be great here, And he also understands that his injury history has to come into play. Well, when you hear all of those things that he himself and I was right there with him looking at his eyes, he puts all that stuff out there. It does not jive with the printed requests that you're reading in some of the articles over the last week or so. Yeah. Because if he's asking for 16 mil a year, that matches McCaffrey money as the highest paid running back in football. That doesn't sound like it meshes with everything that he was telling folks in the Giants locker
1: room about a month ago. So the the two things I'll push back with you is wording matters. He said he's not looking to set the running back market. Simply matching Christian McCaffrey would not be setting the running back market. He's not looking to top him Fair. which I mean, maybe we're cutting corners there, but you know, Saquon, he's become a good public speaker. I'm sure his agency's fed him, whatever you're also wouldn't shock me in the least. If his agency was a little unhappy, that Barkley was that raw emotionally in talking to the media right after that, where maybe they pull him aside and say, Hey dude, let us do the negotiating afterwards. Um, I mean, look, that could happen, right? You catch a guy, you know, it's, it's a little raw time right after all of that. So you just saw Aaron Jones restructure back to 10 million with green Bay. I mean, and that is somewhere where a tag could be with the Giants. He's going to look for more than that. And now the question becomes, you want to talk about the cap when factoring in that in this unique time. I mean, think about what the Giants are trying to accomplish here. They are trying to get a franchise quarterback contract done at the same time a first round draft pick running back is getting done. That and I went back and I tried to look at the last few off seasons. That combination, because it's so yeah. rare to have a guy like Saquon anyway, has yeah. not existed for teams handling the salary cap at the same time. Right if ever, or, or at least not recently. So the Giants are really in a unique spot here where as a GM, you have to juggle priorities and it, and it may be burned a little bit. So even if Saquon on his best day is worth 14, $15 million, you know, going down the line, McKinney, uh, you're going to mention, you're talking about Julian love next week, uh, Dexter Lawrence, Andrew Thomas. Well, there's only so much you could tie up in a combination of quarterback and running back on the same kind of plateau of a deal that I, I mean, Paul, as it stands now, in my gut, do I think they find a way to get both guys back? I do, but I am far less confident that Saquon Barkley is a New York Giant next year than I am Daniel Jones. <laughs>
0: Well, consider that Barkley's number this past uh, contract, 7.8, and that made him the ninth highest paid running back in the National Football League. Now, folks, just so you have an understanding, the tags for the running back are 10.1 for the two franchise tags and 8.4 for the transition tag. Now, think about this. The top five running backs by value, average year per contract, on McCaffrey at 16, Barkley, unfortunately, is not McCaffrey. McCaffrey has produced in more valuable ways. He deserves to be the highest paid running back in the league,
1: and I don't think anybody would be logical to question that. You're on board with that, Sean? Yeah, I, I completely okay. agree. I mean, look, look honestly, and again, we have to take our fandom out of I love what Saquon did for the Giants and all of that. What Christian McCaffrey did down the stretch with the Niners, it was – it was just all world. It was just. Yeah. It was just a different notch above. Okay,
0: so so he he is the bar. Your next guys, Ezekiel Elliott at fifteen. But by the way, you can throw that out the door because he's on his last legs. Right. And Dallas is not going to pay him that fifteen this year. He's going to get cut. Right. All right. So kind of take him out of the equation. Alvin Kamara is at fifteen, um, and then you got the King Henry with Tennessee at twelve point five. And you got got uh, Dalvin Cook from the Vikings at 12.2. Those are your top five. I think it's very fair, reasonable, and rational, and logical to say that Kamara and Cook, Henry's kind of a unicorn. Nobody is quite like him. Of course. Big man, they pound it, they pound it. He's kind of different. But Kamara and Cook, in a lot of ways, are very comparable to Saquon Barkley. And you can also argue, by the way, that all of those guys have missed various amounts of time due to injury. Yeah. So to me, it's not hard to slot Barkley somewhere in between those numbers and say, you go, you know what, fellas? You're all on the same 75th floor of the high rise. That McCaffrey's in a penthouse, and you other three guys, four guys. You're all on the 75th floor, and you all fit into the same ballpark number. And by the way, that ballpark number, whether it be 12, 13, or 14, is going to be more than the 10 that he could get tagged with. So if I'm Saquon Barkley, I'm looking at this and saying, why, why do we need to dicker and drive a
1: hard bargain with the Giants? I don't, I don't, I don't understand why that yeah. should be a problem. And and the thing that the Giants could have going for themselves there, if Saquon does believe believe that, look, you talked about GMs are going to have their different ways of building a team, and many will, you know, just point to drafting running backs by committee and whatnot. I on top of what I was saying, a unique situation with Jones and Barkley, it's a unique market for running backs. Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Saquon Barkley, and Tony Pollard all are free agents here this offseason, so. I mean, do we think that there's four teams out there that are looking to give all those running backs are guys who probably deserve 12 or more million dollars a year? Are there that many teams in GMs looking to do that? So in many ways, the market actually could be very flooded here where Barkley has no choice but to come back on like a 10 mil type year deal. And I'll tell you something else, Sean. I go back to when
0: Barkley came to the Giants as a rookie and he immediately got flooded with endorsement deals, which by the way, he still has a bunch. Right. Okay, And I remember him telling us about how smart uh, his parents were and how the family had devised an economic plan where he was going to not touch a dime of his New York Giants contract and put that away for retirement and was going to actually live on a daily basis off of his endorsement money. Amazing if you could do it. Well, he was Penn State's darling who became New York's darling and an NFL darling within the span of a couple of months. So think about this, Saquon. You're postseason team, you're on a postseason team that's trying to retain the franchise quarterback so that over the next two and three years, you can continue to be in the spotlight as a postseason team. Well, all those endorsement dollars should keep flooding in. Again, I don't see the rationale and
1: having a difficult time getting a deal done for him. I just don't. All right, Paul. So in closing here, I am of the belief, I think ultimately we are sitting here when the roster gets finalized draft time and both guys are New York Giants, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. I'm getting the vibe you also believe that. I yes. did say though, uh, if you had to you know, make me guess, I'm a little more cautious in saying it wouldn't shock me if Barkley's not a giant. Are you saying it would shock you if Barkley wasn't a giant? I would say that between the two, Jones is more of the priority, and
0: if somehow, someway, the Giants wind up having to way overreach for Jones, it's going to crimp their plans for Barkley significantly, and there is a little bit more of a possibility that he would be the guy out of a Giants uniform.